0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Growing up as a kid in San Antonio, Texas, there was one thing that united that city more than anything else, and that was the San Antonio Spurs, the local NBA basketball team. And it was the only major professional sports team that the city had. So it was kind of like a one high school town where when the Spurs were doing well, the whole city was into it. And everybody was putting the Spurs flags on their cars and wearing their Spurs t-shirts. And if the Spurs had a late game, you could tell the next morning at school that everybody, teachers included, were dragging just a little bit because they were tired because they had stayed up too late to watch the Spurs. And about the time I moved there, shortly after that, one of the keys to the Spurs' success was drafting a guy named Tim Duncan. And over the next 20 years from when I moved to San Antonio, the Spurs would win five NBA championships, a pretty impressive run, uh, largely fueled by that one player, Tim Duncan. And he was given a nickname by one of his rivals. And that nickname was the big fundamental. He was a tall guy, but the rival who gave him the name was Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaquille O'Neal was a force, just, uh, you know, tall, massive guy that just his raw power could overwhelm you. And he had a teammate, Kobe Bryant, that just had show-stopping abilities. And Tim Duncan didn't really have those, but he had mastered the fundamentals. He had mastered the basics of the game. And although he might not have been the most physically powerful force on the court, although he might not have had the show-stopping ability of others, he had mastered the fundamentals of the game in a way that he would be a force for decades in the league. When we think about the Christian life, you know, sometimes we're impressed just with the, you know, the spiritual passion of somebody that we know or or um, just the knowledge that somebody else might have that might seem just beyond our abilities. When instead of being intimidated by those things, we should focus on the fundamentals. We should master the fundamentals of the Christian life that any faithful Christians should be able to do. If we focus on those things, we will see faithfulness and fruitfulness in our lives. And today's reading is going to point us to several of the fundamentals that we should be focusing on in our lives. We're going to see a lot of this in 2 John, which we read today, a short epistle, the, the fewest verses out of any book in the Bible. It's written to the elect lady. And there's a lot of discussion there. Is that you know literal? Written to some elect lady or is elect lady and her children kind of a euphemistic way of talking about a local church? I think either one of those interpretations is possible. Personally, I think it's written to uh, the elect lady, to an actual woman. And I think it's very possible that, that maybe the church met in her house because there are some commands clearly speaking to more than just one person. Uh, it seemed to be speaking to a group of people. So maybe in some way it's a both and it is written to a lady, but through her, maybe the church was in her home uh, to a local church. But notice how it focuses on some of the core fundamental things that should describe every Christian, that should describe every church. And he says uh, here in verse five, and now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one we have heard from the beginning that we love one another. Uh, There is one of the basics of the Christian life that we are to love one another. In fact, if you think through the one another commandments, this is the most frequent one. Now, we need to realize how important that is. You don't need to have all the biblical knowledge in the world to be able to faithfully love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, you don't need to be the most kind of you know passionate person to be able to faithfully love your brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a command, a fundamental command, that we see Jesus clearly emphasize to his disciples and then we see emphasized all throughout the rest of the new Testament. He also emphasizes keeping his commandments. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. And this is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning so that you should walk in it, right? This is kind of a foremost commandment that we love one another, But through that, you know, we will fulfill the other commandments and even think of how that's spoken of in Romans where it says, hey, the law is fulfilled in one word, love your neighbor as yourself. If you're really doing that, uh, you will keep uh, the other commandments, especially that govern our interpersonal relationships. But also we know that there's an aspect of uh, which A fundamental of the Christian life is holding on to the basics of Christian teaching. And he warns about false teachers that have gone out. It says in verse 7, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teachings has both the Father and the Son. And so there, there's a charge, I think, on every Christian to master the basics of Christian Doctrine. Now, this does not mean you, you need a, a PhD in theology or apologetics or, or things like that, but you need to abide in the teaching of Christ. If there is teaching that comes in that is clearly anti-Christ or against the gospel, you should be trained enough to spot that and say, that is not right. That does not match up to what the Bible teaches. And these are some of the fundamentals, right? We, we love each other and through that fulfill Christ's commandments. We understand what Christ has taught and we hold on to that and keep our eyes open for false teaching. These are things every Christian should master and now also as we think about uh, fundamentals we see another one as we turn back now to psalm 128 and it gets us thinking about family and even second john talks about family in verse 4 i rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the father. Uh, and so you, you see just that that joy uh, of some of the children walking in truth. And that gets us thinking, you know, if you are married or if you're a parent, you're thinking, well, that's one of my desires. How can my children follow in the faith and practice the truth. And parenting is a topic where I think a lot of people are looking for some secret knowledge or some trick. If I just master that, where the Bible brings it back to, no, you want to be a faithful parent, master the fundamentals. In Psalm 128, it starts in verse one, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord who walks in his ways you shall eat the fruit of your lab, of the labor of your hands you shall be blessed and it shall be well with you your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house your children will be like olive shoots around your table behold thus shall the man be blessed who fears the lord i think family is rightly a high concern for those that are in that stage of life and it can bring all kinds of perplexing situations you know, what, what, how should we school our children you know, financially? What are some of the things that we should do to provide for our family? And what's that balance of providing for the family versus trying to spend more time with the family? And how does that all work out? And there can be some head-scratching situations that you find yourself in. But here it says that the most important thing are the fundamentals. Be somebody who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. That is the most important thing. That's more important than a lot of the smaller decisions you will make about your family. What's most important is the fundamental of fearing God and walking in his ways. Do you fear the Lord? Do you live life with that knowledge of his presence, that God is real, that he is holy and awesome, just like he says he is. And he is watching everything you do. He knows everything you think. Living life with that awareness, I think, is the essence of the fear of the Lord. And as you do that, you will walk in his ways. As you think about your home, are you walking in the ways of the Lord? Are you walking in a way of integrity, walking in a way of peace, walking in a way of patience, of joy, displaying the fruits of the Spirit in your home? Do these things, and that's what God will use. Again, go back to the fundamentals. If we really master those things, it will be amazing how God will use those in your lives, in your homes, in your churches, in your workplaces, and in so many other situations that you might find yourself. Next, let's go to Ezekiel. Chapters 17 through 19. And in 17 through 19, there's kind of parables or illustrations and stories in both of those places. Uh, Chapter 17, these two eagles in a vine, really talking about uh, the king of Babylon, the king of Egypt, and how that was not going to work out for Israel to put their trust in. Egypt or in chapter 19, really a lament over the kings of Judah that would be taken into exile. And so we see those things. But in the middle, in chapter 18, we see really the important principle of repentance and also the important principle of accountability. And it goes into, hey, Everyone is going to be dealt with individually. Uh, You will not be condemned for the sins of your parents, and parents will not be condemned for the sins of their children. The soul who sins will die. If you are judged, it will be for your own sins. But you see here this... This call for people to turn and saying, if you turn from your sins, you will live. In verse 21, it says, but if a wicked person turns away from all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him for the righteousness that he has done He shall, for the righteousness that he has done, he shall live. Have I? Any pleasure in the death of the wicked declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live. Here we see that principle of repentance. And again, when we consider it against the full backdrop of scripture, we know this is not speaking of a works righteousness, that hey, if you turn and you do enough good, then you will be okay. No, really, this repentance will show a real faith in God. Uh, faith uh, being a key here, even that we consider seeing that in Hebrews 11 and how even as it speaks of all these Old Testament saints, it's not their works. It mentions some of their works, but it shows how their works were fueled by faith. And so he's calling people really to repent, to put their faith in Christ and to follow or to put their faith in God and to, to follow him. So here we see that fundamental principle of repentance. Something that every Christian, you're not a Christian if you have not turned from your sin and put your faith in Christ and really begun to follow God. We follow God as the fruit of that repentance and faith. And it's through those things that we are saved. And the repentance continues to be a key throughout our Christian life as we continually turn from sin. And we see the destructive nature of sin and we seek to always be turning away from it to follow God. So consider those fundamentals, that love for one another, abiding in the teachings of Christ and not getting caught up in false teaching, just the fundamentals of fearing the Lord and walking in his ways, the fundamental of repentance, master these things. There aren't really any big secrets to the Christian life. God has clearly told us, master these fundamentals. And you will see the fruit of it in your own life, in your home, in your job, in your church, and in so many other ways. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Uh, Let's wrap up just by addressing some things in John chapter 9. Jesus has now healed the man who has been born blind. And now they're kind of interviewing him and they're coming to their prejudicial opinions about Jesus and condemning him for healing on the Sabbath. Again, there is nothing actually in scripture that would condemn such a thing, but according to their own rules and their extra biblical traditions, right? That, oh, this is, this is an offense too far. And clearly they are putting pressure on people to not follow Christ. And we see that at the end where the Jews had agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ or Messiah, he was to be put out of the synagogue. And so we see the parents having to deal with that pressure of really the wicked religious leaders. And we see them kind of avoid that pressure. They don't want to take a stand for Christ. It's hard to tell what they, what they knew um, and really how, you know, all that they understood about the situation. But we're going to see something different as we come up from the blind man. And I think that connects even just to that principle of, hey, who are we going to fear? The, the opinions of man and the threats that they can make, or are we going to fear the Lord? So my prayer is, even though we might have people with various levels of passion, various levels of knowledge, different personalities, every Christian is called to master these fundamentals. And as we do, I pray that we will see the blessed fruits of following those things.